Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, Mike McKinley on what it means to be friends with God and developing deeper fellowship with Him. But we're actually called to, to pray, to love, to worship, to hear God's Word, those kinds of things. And so there's something for us to do in that, in that friendship because God's made us His friends. Mike McKinley, next. In John chapter 15, Jesus says, I have called you friends. But what does it mean to be friends with Jesus? Virginia Pastor Mike McKinley has many helpful insights into that question in his book, Friendship with God, a path to deeper fellowship with the Father, Son, and Spirit. Pastor McKinley, your book is based on the thoughts found in a much older book, which is hundreds of years old. Tell us about that book and why you brought its thoughts into 2023. John Owen was a uh, English Puritan pastor and uh, uh, in some ways a, a very public figure in the in the 1600s, the middle of 1600s, um, and uh, is one of the great sort of preachers and theologians uh, of the English language. Uh, and in the, about the 1650s, he delivered a series of addresses to young college students. College students were a bit younger back then, and so these are really teenagers. This is kind of... Uh, mm. Uh, old, old school youth ministry, mm-hmm. um, but he delivered a, a series of sermons that were later uh, published uh, in a book called uh, Communion with God. And uh, and in the book, uh, Owen argues that God intends for us to have a, a kind of a direct relationship with uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as, as sort of uh, distinct persons. So um, about maybe eight or nine years ago, I was heading out on sabbatical and I was uh, standing in my, my library and trying to figure out which books I wanted to read with some kind of concentrated time to, uh, to study. And, and uh, I saw Owen's book and I, I hadn't read it, but I'd always felt like I should have read it. And uh, as I thought about it, I was like, communion with God, like that, that sounds really interesting. And I'm not entirely sure I know, like I know what all those words mean, but I'm not sure exactly what communion with God is is really meant to look like. And so mm-hmm. uh, I, I read the book, uh, devoured it, read it actually a couple of times on my sabbatical. It was w- one of the most helpful things uh, I'd ever read. And the, the the concepts in the book really transformed my sense of my my relationship uh, with, the, with the triune God. So I found myself using it in ministry, um, you know, encouraging people with the ideas that I found in the book. But if you've ever read anything that Owen wrote, uh, he he's extraordinarily dense and hard to read. Even for the Puritans, he's mm. unusually uh, um, just sort of plodding and and uh, he never says anything in ten words if he can say it in a hundred words. And, <laughs> you know, he's he's happy to, to to write long sentences in Latin and not translate them for you and things like that. And yes. So, um, so not not very accessible. And so for a long time, I thought I wish I wish these ideas were were published in a way that would be really easy for mm-hmm. um, you know, the sort of normal, just kind of person in the pew to pick up and and, uh, and dive right in. And so um, finally, I couldn't convince anyone else to do it. And so uh, finally decided to do it myself. And so friendship with God was the was the result trying to something that's deep enough for a, a mature Christian to uh, jump into, but but really trying to pitch it so that you don't need to have any um, kind of advanced knowledge or, or, you know, you know, the ability to read the Puritans uh, easily. Uh, in order to, to to access Owen's ideas, could even be for a new Christian, somebody that's new, uh, just uh, coming into the faith. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I, I took the manuscript. I do a, a Bible study with um, a bunch of guys in the area that are one of the local recovery programs, and so it's got some new believers and 
um, guys who uh, don't have a lot of Bible background. And I kind of fed each chapter to them and just said, okay, so what, what makes sense? What questions do you have? And that kind of thing. So I can get a sense for, um, you know, what questions people might have about it. So my hope is that, as I said, it's, it's deep enough that if you've been walking with the Lord for a long time, it'd be really encouraging to you, but also accessible enough that, you know, as you said, if a new Christian picked it up, they would benefit from it as well. Okay. So when we talk about friendship with God, that's the title of the book. What is meant by that? What are we, what are we talking about? Yeah, so it's it's my way of kind of capturing what Owen is is getting at when he says communion with God, um, and and communion sounds like kind of an intimidating mm-hmm. uh, religious word, but I think when you when you strip it down to what the what the Bible says and and what Owen's trying to drive at, it, it really is this idea of a friendship that God has uh, He saved us and not just to sort of put us on a shelf, uh, but to have a relationship with us uh, and a, a warm, intimate relationship with us, and so. You know, God, if you think about like any friendship that you have, you know, in that relationship, uh, one person is communicating themselves to the other person, right? Telling them about what they're thinking and what's going on with them and what they care about and, and sort of disclosing their person to them. And then the other person returns that, right? And if, if you have kind of a one-sided relationship where only one person does that, it's not really a friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, something I think Owen does really brilliantly is show from the scriptures that that's exactly what God wants for us and from us. He wants us to, he, he wants to reveal himself to us. And uh, he does that in his word and through the, the ministry of his spirit. And then he wants us to, to return that to him, to, to love him, to talk to him in prayer, um, to, to fellowship with him, you know, in the church, mm-hmm. to hear his word being preached, um, in, you know, in the Lord's supper, all of those are kind of ways God's given us to kind of return the return serve, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and carry on that sort of back-and-forth relationship with them. Well, it's interesting, too, uh, that humans aren't naturally friends with God. That's not something we, we, we gravitate to in our own nature. If anything, uh, we go the other way. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the great sort of discoveries of the gospel, right, is that we, we were, you know, Paul says we were alienated from God, hostile to him, dead in our sins. Uh, but in Christ, we've been made alive. We've been brought near. We've been reconciled. Uh, we've been made his his friends, and so because because of that, um, we're able to to live out this friendship. So the words Owen uses are, are union and communion. Mm. So because of um, the the work of Christ, the the Spirit unites us to Christ. We're one with Him. That's sort of the the definitive work of salvation that God has accomplished, and we don't really have anything to do in that. That's something God does to us, and because of that union, we can have communion. So because we are God's friends, we can have a friendship with him. Um, and that friendship is where we we get involved. And there is actually, we don't just sit back and say, oh, I, I don't want to do anything here. Um, but we're actually called to to pray, to love, to worship, to hear God's word, those kinds of things. And so there's something for us to do in that, in that friendship because God's made us his friends. So God has taken all the initiative. He's done everything, as you said, in Christ, in Jesus, life, death, burial, resurrection, uh, all of that. And it, so, basically, it's for us to to respond to to what God has done. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So God's done all the work. Uh, when we come to Christ in in faith, um, the, the Holy Spirit unites us to Him, and and then you know from that point, we're we're made God's friends, and we live out this friendship. 
Mm. Well, the book is Friendship with God, A Path to Deeper Fellowship with the Father, Son, and Spirit. And I'm wondering, Pastor McKinley, my guest is Pastor Mike McKinley. He's the author. Can you give us some uh, some particularly helpful uh, passages from the Scriptures, both Old and New Testaments, which show us that idea that God uh, wants to be our friend, that He can be our friend, as amazing as that thought is? Yeah, yeah, there's really a hope of places um, that you can look. So Paul talks about being, you know, called into the fellowship uh, of God's son. But even, you know, from the very, uh, from the very Garden of Eden, you know, what we see is that God created humanity, and then he doesn't remain at uh, a distance from them, right? But he walks with them in the, in the garden, right? In the cool of the day, he meets with Adam and Eve. He wants, he wants to have a, a relationship with them. And as, as the scriptures go on, you see that Abraham is called a friend of God, right? Mm. And even in the book of James later in the New Testament, uh, that, that gets picked up again. And James reminds us that Abraham was called a friend of God. Moses talks to God as a man talks, you know, appears, uh, uh, talks to a friend. Um, you know, you see in the ministry of the Lord Jesus, right? If, if you know, Jesus can say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? Jesus is perfectly revealing the character of God to us. Well, it seems significant that Jesus came and, and had friends, right? He, he came and pursued relationships with people. In John chapter 11, there's the, the healing of, of Lazarus, which is the headline of that chapter. But, but at the very beginning, you know, Jesus says, you know, we, we need to go. My friend, our friend Lazarus is sick. And you're like, oh, Jesus has this whole relational life off the pages of the, of the New Testament that we don't know about that you know, he's carrying on friendships with, with people. And so, you know, and then of course, as you get into the the, the gospels and applying the, the work of Christ and to the to the church, you, know, you see that we have been reconciled to God and, and brought into this relationship with Him. And so, it just seems throughout the Bible that God is pursuing people, humanity, uh, you know, in relationship, not because He needs anything, uh, but because He loves us. He created us and and uh, delights in us. And so here we have that phrase that is so common in Christian circles. Uh, Christianity is a relationship. It's not a religion. You hear that all the time, and you're just explaining that that's very true. Yeah, it is. It is true. Um, you know, it is also a religion in the sense that that you know it's not a. Um, you know, I think what we want to avoid is the idea that oh, it's a, it's a friendship, and so therefore it's a very casual thing, mm-hmm. it's a very informal thing. Uh, you know, it's a friendship with. The, the creator of the universe, right? And and Owen makes a good point that this relationship, this friendship with God is his sort of communication of himself to us, and then our return to him, Owen says, of that which he accepts. So in that sense, like God's actually told us how he wants us to be his friends. We're not sort of left to kind of make that up or figure that out on our own, but he's given us some very specific things uh, that we can do. Not Not, I think, probably things that wouldn't be very surprising to most Christians. So reading your Bible, praying, um, you know, being attentive to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, being involved in a church, right? If that's the body of Christ, we would expect that that's a way that we are going to commune with the Lord Jesus, you know, coming to the Lord's Supper, hearing God's Word preached. Those are the things God has said, yeah, this is how I want you to kind of return my friendship and and to grow in that friendship. And so um, so in that sense, it is, it is a relationship, but there, you know, I, I wouldn't want to downplay the idea that God's actually told us how to pursue yes. um, this relationship with Him. Right, and that goes to the, the perhaps where some people may feel, uh, just talking about God as our friend, it has that sense of maybe it's a little too casual, like you sometimes hear, God is my buddy, or the something uh, to that effect. It's it, it, You just made it clear from the Scripture that it's not that, but 
it is friendship. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think in you know in some ways again it's the you know I think the the temptation for people who take God's word seriously is to think well I, I don't want to be presumptuous mm-hmm. right there's no way that God could actually want to have a relationship with me he's too great I understand myself to be a sinner yeah. so out of respect I'm just going to stay at a respectful distance from him and actually that's I think what that's the idea that Owen's trying to destroy is that no actually god's love is so great that that he actually doesn't need you to be perfect in order to love you that he actually can desire a relationship with you uh even though you're a sinner even though you're flawed and that the work of christ is so sufficient and beautiful that it it actually brings sinful people like us into a friendship with God. Hmm. Well, the book is Friendship with God, A Path to Deeper Fellowship with the Father, Son, and Spirit. And your book, uh, Pastor McKinley, is broken into four parts, looking at communion with the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, communion with the Father, communion with the Son, communion with the Spirit. I think this is where it gets particularly fascinating for people when they realize we we take it on faith, and, and it's in the Scripture. Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and the three persons are the one God, and yet John Owen and you, by extension, in your book are helping us to understand that we actually have communion with each of the persons of the Godhead and with the triune God himself. And that's a little bit mind-blowing. Can you help us to, could you take that apart for us a little bit? <laughs> uh, so you'd like me to explain the mystery of the Trinity. Uh, uh, sure. If you could in five minutes or so. I... <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, no, I think, and that's one of the, one of the beautiful sort of insights that Owen has is that scripture does seem to lay out sort of ways that Christians are you know, expected to have a relationship with each uh, person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. And of course, you know, and, and Owen is a, a masterful theologian of the Trinity. He's very, he's very orthodox on that. And so he, he understands and explains that really, even as you're even as you're communing or having a, a relationship with, for example, the Father, that's never in isolation from the Son and the Spirit. And to to commune with one is, in a sense, to have communion with all three. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we're you know we're not sort of breaking God up into three separate gods or anything like that. Um, but but yeah, this idea that um, you know the scriptures talk. Uh, Owen uses this idea of of a medium that basically the, the scriptures give us uh, a medium by which we carry out our friendship with the father son and spirit so the probably the easiest way to explain this idea of a medium is is that it's the sort of um it's the sort of basis of a relationship so you know i i, I think in the book I, I try to give the example that um like the the medium between you and your dentist is your teeth mm-hmm. right you might talk sports there might be other things going on but basically you're there because of of, of teeth and uh, hmm. and in the same way, when we have Owen points out, when we have the Bible talks about our friendship with God the Father, it's particularly in His love for us that that's the thing that God the Father sort of wants to communicate to us is, is His great love. So think about um, John three sixteen, right? Uh, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Which person of the Trinity is that talking about? What's the one who has a Son to give? Right, that's God the Father. Um, or you know, in First John. Um, behold what manner of love the father has has shown to us right mm-hmm. so over and over again we're told about the father's love for us uh, owen goes on to show that uh, our relationship with christ is is mediated in, by his grace but that seems to be particularly that the grace of jesus uh is um is that thing by which we kind of carry out our friendship and then with the spirit it's really interesting because if you think about the work of the spirit well there's a lot of different things the spirit gives us 
gifts, you know, to, to use to serve the body. The spirit, Jesus says, convicts of sin. Um, there's all sorts of different things, but Owen points out that uh, the scriptures seem to particularly um, talk about how our relationship with the with the spirit is carried out in the comfort that he gives to believers. And so he does a, a masterful job of kind of unpacking how it is that we kind of live in the comfort of the spirit and, and grow in our relationship with the spirit. So it's each one of those three persons um, you know, having this sort of individual relationship while keeping in mind that you're really to, to fellowship with one is to fellowship with, with them all. Mm-hmm. And understanding that they each have different, I, I don't know if it's correct to say different roles, uh, but uh, I think you explained in, in, in the book that uh, there was a point at which uh, you were uh, worshiping in church and, and there was a particular hymn and and you, you of course you've sang it many times and of course you believed it with, with all your heart but you suddenly had a just a, just a, just a powerful sense that this is true this is right and 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 you realize that's the holy spirit um somehow yeah doing something in your life at that point yeah yeah i i um reading owen that that following week um and so i'd had this experience in church i think i even leaned over to uh to one of the pastors who was standing next to me as we were singing this, I think the, the song was uh, His Mercy is More, mm-hmm. right? Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Which again, as you said, I've sung lots of times and I, I believe, but I suddenly had this really strong impression that, no, that's actually that's actually true. Like that's actually such good news. Um, and as I was reading Owen, he was commenting on uh, in, in Romans 5, where Paul talks about the spirit of God shedding abroad his love in our hearts. And, and Owen was saying something to the effect of, when when the spirit really convinces you of god's love like that's one of the ways you like you in that moment you're carrying out communion with the spirit he's he's coming to you in friendship and and convincing you of the father's love for you and uh i just remember sort of being like oh i can kind of connect that to what happened on sunday that was actually i don't know before i would have been able to say oh this is the holy spirit's ministry uh to me you know there wasn't it wasn't attended with any flashy signs or you know uh, no one started running around the room or anything like mm-hmm. that. But the, here, the spirit was present, working, you know, in my life. That's how it manifested itself. And God is speaking to us then in uh, all kinds of different ways. Depending, I mean, He's speaking to us, uh, as you just described, through the, the, the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to us from His Word. Can you talk about that a little bit? I mean, and, and, and that involves communion with each, with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, it's it's no coincidence that that. Um, that kind of experience of, of communion with the spirit happened in the context of, of a corporate worship gathering. Again, these are, God has given us ways that he accepts and approves that we can uh, live out our friendship with him. And so again, that can certainly be reading your Bible, um, you know, at home, but also, you know, worshiping with the saints is where we, we live out that, that communion uh, with God. So God certainly speaks to us through his word. And, and that's, you know, that's how we know about the grace of the Lord Jesus. That's how we know about the love of God. That's the the, the word that the Spirit is inspired. Um, in fact, Owen talks in his section on the Holy Spirit uh, about um, about not resisting the Spirit. He kind of gives three three negatives. He says we have communion with the Spirit when we uh, don't grieve Him, uh, don't quench Him, and don't resist Him. And he kind of uses different parts in the New Testament to show that. And with that that section on resisting, he's he's Pointing back, it's to Stephen's speech in Acts chapter 7, where Stephen looks at the the religious leaders around him and says, you always resist the Holy Spirit. And what he's talking about is basically, in in context, he's saying, you never listen to the prophets. 
the prophets would come to you, they came to your forefathers, uh, you don't listen to them. And so he says, you always resist the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, in that sense, to for, for Stephen to resist the Holy Spirit is to not listen to God's word. And so, you know, as we're listening to God's word, the word that the Spirit inspired, we're, we're experiencing, you know, a, a communion with him, a friendship with him. In experiencing communion with the Son, what does that look like? Yeah, so Owen talks about it in terms of, of grace, um, and it's partly sort of beholding the grace of the Lord Jesus. So we, we think of grace in terms of like boys, right? Like maybe you say that that ballet dancer has quite a bit of grace. And mm-hmm. so Owen has a long section on sort of the grace of the Lord Jesus, his, the beauty of his person, not physically, but in terms of, in terms of love and, and, um, and righteousness and virtue. And then also just the, the grace of his, um, his death for us on the cross that, that we really are able to say, we're, we're convinced that God does want to be our friend because he's, he sent his son. We are uh, in and of myself, as we've mentioned or talked about earlier, I would never dare draw near to God. Uh, but because of the grace of the Lord Jesus, when I, when I really take hold of that and say, okay, I, I'm, I'm coming because of him, not because of me. Uh, in that moment, you know, my heart is filled with delight in him and, uh, and I draw near. And that's a bit of what uh, communion with the, the Son looks like. Central to communion with God, friendship with God. I mean, it, it, it goes on throughout our lives, throughout every day, every moment of every day. But, but there's those times of prayer where it's more focused, if you will. Yeah, I think so. And I think particularly because in that moment, I think we're focused on communicating back to the Lord. Um, which I can, I think can be harder to do sometimes. And so I think prayer can be particularly prayer and meditation can be particularly, uh, sweet because they are moments for us to, to, to talk to God and to unburden our hearts to him. And again, it's a, it's an act of, of faith and, and sort of trusting in his grace that he would, that he would want to hear from me. And so I think when our hearts are moved to pray, we particularly experience that communion. Now, when you talk about friendship with God, relationship with God, it, it uh, obviously our emotions come into that, into play on some level. Is part of this, I can't think of another way to put it, feeling closer to God? Will we sense or feel somehow that we are uh, drawing closer to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? You know, it, it, it may be. I think the experience of, of most Christians is that sense of closeness uh, can change from time to time. So uh, at times that can be um, the result of, of even our sin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sin in our lives, uh, it doesn't disrupt that union that we have with God. That's a, that's a permanent thing, right? It, I can't undo my status as God's friend, Yeah, but I, I can, I can in a sense disrupt that sense of friendship, that sense of closeness to God and, and his love. You know, God um, might allow us to feel that distance in order to make sin bitter to us, and and there may be other reasons why God, in, in His wisdom, may may allow us to feel a sense of distance so that we'll pursue Him and and sort of draw closer to Him. But I do think that there's, generally speaking, yeah, it has an, an emotional component. It has a sense of of uh, feeling close to God, delighting in Him. Right. It is it, again. I think that God's given us human friendships as to use kind of to help us understand. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think about what it's like to go and sit down with a with a friend. If one of my best friends and I were having lunch this week, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm excited. I, I can't wait to hear from him. I can't wait to tell him some things. Um, you know, I'm not sitting there worried 
did I use the right words to say, you know, there's a sense of I'm confident in his delight in me and, and my delight in him. And so there is a sort of joy there um, that I think, okay, I can see how that, that translates to my relationship with God that I'm meant to, to approach uh, God that way. And I think you make the point in your book that um, in terms of friendship with God, that um, what can be difficult for people is thinking that he actually loves us. As a pastor, you're, you, I think you say that you've, you've noted that quite a bit among Christians, that that is, that is a, a bit of a barrier to, if you will, drawing near to him, thinking that, uh, how, how can he love me? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, again, particularly if we, if we take the Bible seriously and what the Bible says about our sin, if you know yourself at all, if you, if you mm-hmm. have some glimpse in the scriptures of the glory of God, it does, it does, it can be hard to imagine, right? And particularly if you, you know, lots of just thinking about folks in my congregation that I serve, right, who maybe grew up in, in, uh, in homes where uh, religion was used as kind of a club. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the idea that, oh, actually, God wants me to draw near, that he delights in me, that he loves me. You know, that can be that can be difficult. But Owen Owen makes the, the case that, you know, look at the look at the lengths to which the father has gone to prove his love to you. Like what you know, Paul Paul asks sort of rhetorically, you know, what if he if he's given us his son, like what exactly is he gonna withhold from us? Like what won't he freely also give us all things? Um and so you know, the the evidence is all there. It's just a matter of of allowing ourselves to to believe it because because God does want to convince us. Uh, of his love. Well, the book is Friendship with God, A Path to Deeper Fellowship with the Father, Son, and Spirit. There's so much more to it, and, and yet at the same time, you've simplified it for us. Is there a, a word of encouragement you might give at this point? I, we're, our time's nearly up, but for those that have heard this, and they, is there anything that they can do? The great thing is that really what, what the, the book is describing is in, in some ways just the, the ordinary Christian life um, and how God's actually called us you know, he hasn't sort of buried some deep mystery in the Bible. Um, to, he's not hiding from us. Uh, he's not sort of, he's not playing a game with us where you have to unlock some secret code. But I think, um, you know, the, the, the place to start, I think, is just, is believing, like we just mentioned, right? Believing that God does want to have this kind of relationship with you. Believing uh, that Christ's death is, is sufficient uh, to bring you into this kind of relationship. And then going to him, right? Going to him in prayer, going to him um you know, in, in the scriptures, I would say one thing, particularly maybe for as American Christians, I think maybe we downplay the role of the church in all of this, that Mm -hmm. we're meant to, we're meant to kind of pursue this relationship, not on our own, but in the context of a a congregation of other people who are pursuing it. Mm -hmm. As I, as I mentioned earlier, right. If the, if the church is the, the temple of the Holy spirit, if it's the body of Christ, then one of the ways I'm going to experience communion with Christ is by communing with his people, right? That's one of the ways that I'm going to experience communion with the Holy Spirit and and to hear about the love of God. And so, yeah, so that'd be maybe one thing I would just add in in there is to, there certainly is an individual component to it, but it's also meant to be carried out in the context of a a church community as well. Well, kind of as a parting question, uh, when we talk about friendship with God, your book is Friendship with God, A Path to Deeper Fellowship with the Father, Son, and Spirit as People apprehend this, this friendship with God as they begin to live more in terms of that? Practically speaking, I mean, how will it change our lives? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, Owen has a whole host of different sort of um, applications that he lays out. I think, you know, one thing is, I, I think, a, a strong encouragement to obedience. Um, you know, we tend to think of 
you know, obedience and relationship as if they're in intention mm -hmm. in some way. But I, I think, you know, we, if we love people, we want to please them right naturally. So, you know, I, I bring my wife flowers because I want to please her. Right. And I want to communicate my, my love to her. And, uh, she doesn't like it when I, uh, have a mustache. So I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. Right. Because I want to please her. Right. That's not a heavy burden to me. It's mm -hmm. just, it's because I love her. I, I want to do things that, that I know make her happy. Um, and so, you know, in the same way, uh, I think a, a close relationship with God is a really powerful mot motivation to obedience because I want to please the God that I love who sent his son to, to die for me, who indwells me by his spirit. And so uh, I think there's a, you know, it's, it's very different than the sort of, just sort of cold, you know, obey or else God's going to get you uh, kind of approach to obedience. So I think that's, that's one thing. Um, you know, we talked about that jo joy in the Lord, delight in being uh, loved by him, confidence, assurance, all those, those sorts of things. So yeah, there's actually quite, I think, uh, quite a bit of practical um, change that comes when we learn to live out this relationship with God. You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to our guest, Mike McKinley, pastor of Sterling Park Baptist Church in Sterling, Virginia, and author of the book, Friendship with God, A Path to Deeper Fellowship with the Father, Son, and Spirit. Coming up on tomorrow's program, it's Ethan Forhance on the International Humanitarian and Disaster Relief Organization, Convoy of Hope. The Lord has, has favored this organization. He's breathed on it in every way since its founding. Uh, we were blessed ver very early on to have a local businessman who donated a truck to their very first uh, semi-truck to Convoy of Hope, and it allowed them to, to go do community events in different areas and pick up supply and drop it off different places. That's tomorrow at the same time right here on His People. Thanks for listening. <laughs>